Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my thoughts about Borderlands 3 co-op scaling and the loot. Some things they showed during the reveal that I think is very promising and exciting. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now. For those of you that are here live right now, you can submit questions with the question command. Uh, And if you're watching on YouTube later, you can click the like and subscribe button. That's a free and easy way to help me out. If you like Borderlands coverage and Borderlands games, be sure to follow the Twitch stream so you can watch my wife and I play through the franchise all over again, myself and her name being Madam Crumpet. We've played these games numerous times and loved them for many years, so we're excited to share that experience with you guys live on stream, so be sure you're following the stream. Now, co-op scaling and loot, why am I so excited about this? Uh, This is being recorded on May the 2nd of 2019, so if more information comes out to contradict what I'm saying, keep that in mind, but I've gleaned a lot from the reveal and observations that we've made as well as people that have tweeted that were at the event and actually had hands-on experience with the game. So I want to first talk about this is scaling done right, the scaling that they're doing. It's scaling done right. Then I want to talk about no more silliness. And then at the end, I want to talk about instance loot, how instance loot's going to pair very, very well with the co-op scaling. Why am I so focused and worried about scaling? If you've ever played a game where you can get further than your buddy or you get behind your friends, it's very frustrating to feel like that can trivialize the content or make it to where you can't do anything. It's very unfun. It creates like a chasm between you and your friends and you kind of separate. So anytime a game like this comes out, that's always one of my questions is... What's it going to be like if you play with somebody and there is a disparity between your levels? If I'm level 20 and you're level 10, are we basically screwed? Can we not play together? If you have the nightmare memories that I have of Division 1, you basically couldn't play together uh, if you were separated by level. It was infuriating. Division 2 launched and was supposed to have the scaling set right, but it wasn't, so it was also a nightmare uh, in that scenario as well. So, scaling done right. Let's, let's go through the first section here. I want to explain to you how it works. So, let's imagine that I'm level 10. If I'm playing a mission and against enemies that are level 10, and I'm level 10, that means my level is a match. So if you come in and you're a level 20, you will experience the same thing. Everything will match your level. So if you're a level 20, you will see enemies at level 20. You will see loot on the ground at level 20. This creates symmetry and a synchronicity between both of our experiences. My time to kill on the enemies is unchanged. They're still level 10. Your time to kill on the enemies and the damage that you take from them is unchanged than if you were playing in your own environment against level 20 enemies. It's perfect. It also creates incentive for you to help your buddy because you're not wasting your time getting a bunch of trash loot to drop on the ground. It's loot at your level. This is also good for XP. I don't know if they specifically said this, but I think it's safe to assume. I'm going to make an assumption here. I think it's safe to assume if I'm killing a level 20 enemy, I'm getting the correct amount of XP for that fight. Now, what happens when there's disparity between your levels? And what I mean by this is if I'm a level 10 and I go into an environment that I shouldn't, let's say they're all level 15, they're five levels above me. Sometimes people like to go into environments that they, they're, they're very underleveled for because they get maybe higher XP payouts and they like the challenge. If I'm a level 10 and I go into an environment and it's a 15 disparity, the enemies are 15, the mission's 15, that, fi- that, that five dis- levels of disparity will apply to whoever joins me. 
So if I'm a 10 shooting 15s, you'll be a 20 shooting 25 enemies, level 25 enemies. This was talked about when I think it was name is Paul sat down on the couch to do an interview to specify. Now, why would you need to do this? Why would you need this? Why not just have them be 20, right? They're 15. Don't make them 15, make them 20. The reason you don't want to do that is I could go into an environment as a 10 and everything's 15. You could come in as a 20 and kill everything that's 20 and it'd be very easy for you. Again, they want that disparity to be shared, right? They want that they want that disparity to be shared. It may not be uh, like that. Each, each area may not have their own levels. Generally, the way the levels work in Borderlands is the mission that you choose, where you go, the enemies have a level set so that you can get past it if you do side quests, or it can be above or below you or whatever. So you can go into areas where the enemies are above your level, especially in your first playthrough. So if that level disparity is there, it will be a shared level disparity so that the person with you can't just blow through everything. So I'm excited to see you're not going to be able to do that classic thing of like, oh, I'll just come in and kill everything for you. You know, that's, I think that would be really, really lame. Okay, so no more silliness is the next part I want to talk about. Why is this such a value point? Why is scaling so important? Well, it prevents dragging someone through content with one overpowered buddy. That is pure silliness. It dilutes the content. It's not good. You're not actually experiencing the content of the game. I had my very first exposure to Borderlands 1 ruined by a couple of numbskulls that had modded weapons that just drug me through content and they killed everything for me. It was terrible. And so I didn't experience the early game of Borderlands 1 very well. I put the game down. I came back to it a couple months later, bought the game of the year edition and fell fell in love with the game. So I was very angry that my friends kind of did that. Uh, they very likely could have turned me off to the franchise permanently. I mean, I, I was it was not fun. I was angry. I went to play the next day and everything was higher level than me because they bum rushed me through missions and campaign and I didn't level up appropriately. Okay. Also, there's no longer these situations where you're like, I can't play with you yet, right? I can't play with you yet. Sorry, man. I'm a level 10. You're a level this. We can't play. That happens so often in Division 1. It was infuriating. Uh, it happens. It's. It, I don't know if they patched it or not in Division 2, but in Division 2, those first couple of weeks where you really want that scaling to work the best because everybody's blitzing and playing at different intervals, that's when you really need those scaling things to work the most. Um, that that was really frustrating in Division 2. And in this game, if your buddy is way further than you, as a streamer, I'm thrilled. I'm like, yeah, anybody can come in and play with me. I don't care. You know, if you're under-leveled, over-leveled, doesn't matter. If you're under-leveled, you might be going through campaign missions that you're not ready for to see yet, so you might not want to do that. But any viewer that's higher level than me, doesn't matter. You can come in and play with me, and you get rewarded for your time. You're getting drops at your level, XP at your level, the enemies are at your level, and I don't feel any difference in my experience. I'm not like, here comes a level 20 guy just running over everything. This creates such a better system especially when you consider matchmaking, okay? Now, matchmaking can probably go significantly faster because if it's just a matter of this is a mission that I would like to work on, this is something that I'm presently doing, whatever the quest is, it doesn't matter what the level of the person is. If they're in your region and have a good connection with you and they want to play with you, they don't have to strip down the, the matchmaking to say, oh, well, this person can't play with you because their, ma- their level's too high or too low. It should, it should speed up the matchmaking significantly and just streamline things. Now, matchmaking and the co-op scaling 
is also going to pair very, very well with the last and very important feature that they showed, Instanced Loot. Some people might have no clue what Instanced Loot is. Instanced Loot is basically the loot that I see drop on the ground is mine, and the loot that you see drop on the ground is yours. I can't pick yours up. So if you play Destiny, Anthem, Division, Diablo, they all do Instanced Loot. Traditionally, Borderlands 1, 2, and Borderlands the pre-sequel did not do Instanced Loot. So if a really dope gun drops on the ground, whoever picks it up gets it. This caused a lot of frustration, arguments, people would then dupe the weapons, basically create, you know, use an exploit to make two copies of the weapon to then share. If you played matchmaking, people would kick you out before the boss was dead. People would, uh, people would be gun shy to do matchmaking. I never wanted to do matchmaking because I didn't want people to steal loot or kick me out once the boss is dead. So, instance loot is going to work in this way. It actually just puts duplicates of the items in the game. So if you open a chest and there's a purple shotgun and a blue hand cannon, I see a purple shotgun and a blue hand cannon. I see the same items that you see. The genius of this system is, I don't want to watch when they're generating the loot. uh, So I'm going to skip anybody that's doing that. Um, The genius of this system is if if I see a legendary drop, I'm going to get really excited and you see the same legendary drop. Some people were worried that like instance loot would take away that celebratory moment where you're like, oh my gosh, there's a legendary. Well, right now we get to celebrate that legendary and you know what we don't have to do after we see it drop? We don't have to bum rush, try to steal it, try to loot ninja or talk about who's going to dupe the weapon. We just celebrate the fact that a legendary dropped, it dropped at your level, it dropped at my level, and then we move on to do more gameplay. We don't get stuck down in argumentation, who gets it, who shouldn't, I want it, you got the last one, let's just dupe it. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say, I like the traditional way of doing it. I like Loot Ninja. You can turn that on if you want. You can turn on Classic Play if you want. But I think Instance Loot pairs beautifully with the scaling because anytime you're playing with me, we get the same stuff. So if you're helping me out fight some early game boss who can drop a legendary and you're 20 levels above me, guess what? You... You can get you can get that item at your level. So if I have really good RNG, you could be like, dude, I'm playing with you all the time because I keep getting legendaries and you get them at your level. So it drives more people to play together, more people to share in that excitement of when loot drops and not having to worry about duping, loot ninja, arguments, all those things that happen when you play with people. But if you do like the traditional loot ninja, if you do like that traditional argumentation and swapping and stealing from each other, you can play that way if you want. So Overall, I think the scaling for co-op is somebody finally got it right, and the instance loot is going to be such a great pairing with it. If you're here live right now, be sure to click the follow button. We're about to do Q&A. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a Q&A session that followed my talk about Borderlands 3's co-op scaling and instance loot. How great I think these features are. Somebody finally got it right. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage if i'm not live throw me a follow on the twitch channel i am playing through the games with my wife i do these conversations in q a regularly and if you're watching on youtube you can hit that subscribe button and the like button that helps me out as well let us jump right into the questions here uh 
Kinematic Echo. Do we know if scaling for damage and for drops are tied together or two separate systems? Should they be tied together? I'm not really sure what if your question really matters. I, internally, I don't see why we would care. The enemies show up. If you're 20 and I'm 10, you're going to see the enemies scaled to you, and they will take and do damage in accordance to them being... They're going to be a level 20 for you. So it doesn't really matter if the if the drops and the damage are tied together. It's your guns in the chest or the drops, your damage received and done is going to be 20. And mine will be 10. That's all that matters. If you want to know the inner workings, you might have to wait for them to do like a GDC presentation or something because I don't think they're going to get into the, the background tech of the systems. They're just going to explain you can play with your buds and you don't got to worry about any of that junk. You just play. I think he's referring to why you see different damage stats on identical d- guns in a party. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it it depends. It just really, really depends on how they scale it. I, I, as far as I know, when you open a chest, your level 20 gun and my level 10 gun automatically do different damage because the damage scales. So when you're in your second and third playthrough and you're grinding for like a legendary, the damage of the weapon is always linked to the level of the weapon. That's how it works. It's not a, it, it, I don't know if you've ever, if you've never played Borderlands before, but that's just kind of how it works. It's going to work the same way in this environment. We're going to get identical guns. My gun's going to do way more damage because it's a higher level in the, in the example that we've been giving. If I'm a level 20 and you're a level 10. So the systems are connected in that way, but that's how it's always been. Clamps. So after the campaign, is there an end game or is it more or less one playthrough game? Never played a Borderlands. No, absolutely not. The true end game of Borderlands is in your replays, in your game plus. Difficulty goes up, enemies are harder, new enemies are introduced, new weapons are sometimes introduced, you keep spending skill points, you're getting stronger. It's dope. It's really, really dope. It's so, so fun. Like the, it's, it's, a, it's a linear loop like Diablo, like you're replaying. Uh, you're replaying and it's really really fun so thank you for anybody clicking the follow button by the way somebody in chat saying they just followed clicking that little heart button is the easiest way to support my stream you're following the stream you can submit questions you'll also know when I'm streaming I'm going to be doing these Q&A sessions and discussions leading up to the launch and playing through all the Borderlands games with my wife so you don't want to miss out on any of that what is your opinion? This is from Vincent Fenner. What is your opinion about microtransactions in the game? I think a lot of people are blowing the whole situation out of proportion in the context of what Randy Pitchford said. He said no microtransactions, but they'll be skins. In, in Randy's mind, in the context of the overarching discussion that he has continued to contribute to over the years, we know that he doesn't like micros that are loot boxes, gambling, or buying of power, or like internal microcurrency in the game to buy power. So when he said no micros but skins and stuff, that's what he means is we're not doing like the scummy versions of micros. It's just going to be vanity items. They did this in Borderlands 2, so this is not a new thing. People are blowing it out of proportion and really making a they're just it's more manufactured controversy okay just like in borderlands 2 there'll be skin packs they're not going to be letting you buy a currency or loot boxes or buy power skin packs for your character for customization probably weapon skin packs as well that's it there won't be gambling there won't be loot boxes you will buy and know what you are getting one time not of like a perpetual micro spending store where you're just gambling or pulling down like the lever on a a slot machine. So I don't care about micro spending for vanity items. I genuinely, genuinely do not care about that. It doesn't, it doesn't, it does not matter to me. It doesn't. Ah, 
Tyler Lynn, do you think about do you think that the scaling could discourage having multiple playthroughs going at once? Uh, having one character for solo play, different class for your team buddies? Um, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Because I definitely am going to have a character that I play with on stream with you guys and with the community. And then I'm going to have a character that I play with my wife. And then, you know, I don't know. I could see where you're coming from. Like, oh, this is my... You could still do this, by the way. This is my character that I play with with my buddies. Because my buddy's a siren and this guy's a flack and I'm a Moe's. You could still do that. You're still going to have complimentary, like, if we're we're all Zane, you might want to be like, okay, I'll I'll make another character. I'll play with Zane with my other friends, or I'll play with Zane by myself. You can still have that that, that semblance of, like, cooperative complementarianism, where, like, you're Zane, and I'm Moe's, and this guy's Flack, and this person is Amara. You could still do that and then save that character to play together. And the beauty of the scaling is you don't have to worry if your buddies get super, super far ahead. They would just have to be willing to basically make you host so you could continue to play through your campaign. But then they keep getting loot and XP that is right where they are. So they don't feel like it's a complete waste of time. And you guys are still having a blast. And you got all four classes represented. If anything, it might encourage more people to do that. To have multiple characters for the different groups of people that they play with. Because I'm already thinking, like, if my wife's going to be the siren, she always plays as a siren, then I'm probably going to play with her as Moe's. Or maybe Zane, because they seem more support-oriented. And then I'll play as Flack on stream with you guys. I'm already thinking through the complimentary way you can, the complimentary way you can play with the different classes. And again, the, I think the scaling is really, really going to assist with that, because you don't have to be choosy about when you play and who you play with. It's awesome. Uh, Sean the Sheeps. <laughs> Sorry you might have answered this already, but what is max level? I don't, they, I don't think they said what max level is. We don't know. Uh, Takor Demon says, I know the level, uh, the level was per character, but do you think instance loot should drop identical roles, or would you like to see variants, stock, grip, sight, etc? Is it better to just keep the variants for classic loot style to give an incentive? I don't know if somebody has gone in and actually looked at the pieces to see if they are identical down to the teeny tiny minutia of same stock, same site, same barrel, same everything. Somebody in chat may be able to answer this in the next couple of moments, uh, but, but I would say it could go either way and I'd be fine with it. If we're both celebrating the fact that a legendary dropped, you could say, oh, I got a better roll. My worry about that is that's going to bring back the duping encouragement. Like, you're going to encourage people to dupe. Oh, I got a better role. We better dupe mine. If we get identical roles, it's like we're having the same experience. You got the gun. I got the gun. Let's keep going. This role sucks. Uh, Think about it with respect to loot farming, okay? If we're farming a boss for a god roll shotgun and it's a legendary, okay? And we know what role we're looking for. Well then ha- getting the same role on the gun actually makes sense, doesn't it? Because then we're both in it together. It's like, crap, this one's so close to being right. Ah, this one's terrible. And then when it finally drops, you high-five, you celebrate, and then you move on to the next thing. Because if not, if you get different roles, the same thing's gonna happen, but it's gonna be chintzy. Oh, I got the god roll and you didn't. Let me dupe it for you. Oh, that's lame. 
you know? Wouldn't it be better to celebrate the god roll together and then move on and just naturally play the game and not feel that temptation to dupe the item? I think getting the exact same version of the gun and roll of the gun is the absolute best way for them to do this. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree, but it's like, if you disagree, play classic and then fight over the guns. You know, what's the difference at that point? And if you're going to play classic and dupe, then shut the frick up because you're doing the same thing the game's doing. (laughs) Oh, we're going to play classic, but then we're going to dupe any god rolls. Oh, shut up then, because you're doing the same thing at that point. The guy, if the game is, is, is dropping everything the same for both, then what's it matter? You know? There's not going to be very pure as the driven snow people in this debate either, because people will play ninja, and I guarantee you they'll dupe if the if a good enough roll drops, which completely negates playing ninja. <laughs> Uncle Ebenezer, thank you for the prime sub. Uh, Demighty Jew, does it feel like a fresh new game or just a really huge DLC? Like when Borderlands Two came out, it felt like a different century from Borderlands One. Same now or not? Okay, I think people... I know what your question's driving at. There are folks that thought it wasn't impressive. They thought, this just looks like a bunch of quality of life improvements. It doesn't look like a new game. The mistake I think these people are making is they haven't played Borderlands 2 recently enough. Go back and play Borderlands 1 Game of the Year Edition and then play Borderlands 2. And this game will be significantly more removed and improved in your mind. I picked up on so many things that were significantly better and defining of this as a new game, and I don't think a lot of people are picking up on that. Why? The art style is so similar, it's difficult to see. Oh, wow. Your brain kind of lies to you. You're like, well, it looks just like Borderlands 2. Why would I even get excited? Oh, I don't know. Borderlands 2 launched with four action skills. This game's launching with 12. 12 action skills, way more customization in the skill trees, uh, combat that's more fluid, sliding, destructible environments, new, uh, you know, new movement options. Then the weapon manufacturers have far more depth, alternate gunshots, uh, gun, um, gunfire styles on all weapons. Like if you, if you've played recently, I think it's, it's, you pick up on the depth and the difference is so much quicker, but man, oh man, people that haven't touched Borderlands in a long time, I think are real quick to be like, it just looks like Borderlands 2 with some quality of life updates. What the frick? No, absolutely not. Like I am not a hype man. I'm not. The reason I was so quiet and subdued during the reveal is like, I was taking so many mental notes about every little teeny tiny thing that that is different and the fact that the visual style is if you did a side by side you'd see the visual style difference is more but i think it's harder to deduce especially on a stream like oh look how much more visually you know high fidelity and better everything looks it's harder to see that so you're just like it's just like borderlands 2 in another area you know and i also think I also think gamers are developing a down-in-the-mouth disease where nothing's good enough, and so they just kind of watch something like this with their arms mentally crossed, and they're like, huh, try and impress me? Probably won't. And then they're just like, yeah, it doesn't look that good. Just a sh- Everybody's going through like with a shrug shoulder, lo- like, you know, Lono shrug, meh attitude. It's just like... That's fine. I, I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I think it's clear they put a lot of time into it. It's going to be huge and significantly different and better than the past games. So, And that's kind of what franchises are supposed to do. Stay true to themselves while enhancing and expanding the experience. You know? So, By the way, if you're new to the stream, this is a live broadcast. I'm doing the rebroadcast of the stream from yesterday, the official Borderlands channel. 
This is something I do on the stream. I talk about a certain topic and then take questions from the audience. So if you're new and you've never been here before, be sure to click the follow button. That is a free and easy thing to do. It supports me, and then it lets you talk in chat and submit questions. It also makes sure that you don't miss out on my coverage of Borderlands or maybe some of the streams that I'm doing with my wife. If you love Borderlands content, be sure to smash that follow button. Hit the little heart. Uh, Next question from... Uh, D Citron. I'm still confused about level scaling. If a level 10 and 20 run together, are they seeing different mobs at their level, or do they shoot the same uh, boss? Just scaled. You will see the exact same enemy. So if if I'm standing behind the counter and you're standing behind the counter, and there's an enemy right in front of us, okay? You're level 10, and you see the enemy as level 10. I'm level 20, and I see the same guy as a level 20, okay? So imagine it being this way. He has 100 hit points for you, and he has 200 hit points for me, right? Because you're 10 and I'm 20, so we're just going to double it. We're going to make it real easy. So when you're shooting him, his health bar has 100 hit points. So if I don't help at all, you need to do 100 points of damage. And let's say you have a gun that does 20 damage. So you have to shoot him five times to kill him, and then that's the end of him, okay? I see him, and he has 200 points of damage, but I have a shotgun that does 40 points of damage. I have a shotgun that does twice as much damage as yours. Guess what? I'm going to kill him just as fast as you. It's balanced. If we have the same weapon, if I'm a 10 and you're a 20, we have the same shotgun, mine's a level 20 and yours is a level 10, we're, gonna, we're both going to contribute the same amount of damage to that enemy because it's scaling. Now, in past systems, I would see him at your level at 10, he'd have 100 hit points, and I'd wreck his face. I'd 3-tap him, bam, 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 dead, instead of needing to 5-tap him. Because he's not scaling to where I am, so my damage output's too high, and he dies, he dies exponentially faster for me than you. So you're seeing the same enemy with a different number above their head. That number correlates to how much damage they do to you and how much damage you do to them and how much health that they have. Your universe, you're, you're, you're causing synchronicity between time to kill is essentially what you're doing. So I kill him in an appropriate way. Like it's, 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 it's sensible, right? I'm a 20 killing a 20. You're a 10 shooting a 10. Because if not, you're just, oh, I don't want to play with you, Frank. You're over-leveled. You're just going to come in and one-tap everything. It's freaking boring. Or you try to go play with him, and it's the other way around, and you're the one getting one-tapped. This is literally the first time that anybody's gotten it right. Division 2 tried to get it right, but then armor didn't scale, so it was stupid. so frustrating to play with anybody over-leveled. Your damage output, if you are the level 20, is reduced to the same as the level 10. They showed it on stream. So it's cosmetic, so they show me a 20, they show me that the enemy's 20, but they basically treat me like I'm a 10 and the enemy's 10 then? It's the same, it's the same thing that I'm saying though, right? I mean, it's no different. They're just showing you cosmetically a number so that you get the sense that you're getting, you're fighting an actual enemy at your level. That's not true with respect to the weapons, though, right? I mean, he drops a level 20 weapon for me. That weapon is at my level. It does the right damage. Yeah. So in the background, what they're doing is is they're like, you're not a level 20 right now. You're actually level 10. And, and so this is a better explanation then of like, if you're a level 10 and they're a level 15, it's going to show me them at 25. 
so I know there's a level disparity here. This guy's five levels above me. What's actually happening in the background is that it's treating me as a 10 and him as a 15, so I experience the same damage that you do, and it, it creates that synchronicity. That's per- That's perfect. It's so good that they did this. By the way, welcome to all the new people. If you're just tuning in, this is a live broadcast. Uh, this is a, I'm watching the rebroadcast of this, and this is a question and answer session that I do. I do this all, with all the games that I play. Typically, I'd have my own gameplay there, but the game's not out yet. Uh, SNTR Presents is the name of the uh, seg- uh, segment because at- Say No to Rage is the name uh, is the name of the stream. So that's where SNTR comes from. So SNTR Presents is a podcast style that I do where I take a topic. I talked about co-op scaling and loot. And then I take questions from the audience. If you like this style of interactive radio style uh, content, be sure to click the follow button. Uh, that'll uh, That's a free way to support what I do. And it'll make sure you don't miss out on the content. I am going through the entire franchise with my wife. Again, we love this franchise and have played it many, many times. So you don't want to miss out on those streams. Be sure you're following the, uh, the stream. Ceratics. Are legendaries primarily from bosses? I didn't care for the grinder thing. Oh, I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to do that again. Um, legendaries usually have a source. Now, they can drop in the wild, right? You can kill like a tubby, tubby rack or something, or like a badass out in the wild, and all of a sudden all of a sudden something dope drops. You can have world drops, but a lot of the times they'll be like a... Uh, a specific thing. So, like, today somebody came in and they were farming Doc Mercy in Borderlands 2. He drops the, the Infinity Pistol. I'm fairly certain you can get the Infinity Pistol to drop from world drops, or there are some bosses that just have legendary drop rates. They just drop lots of legendaries. Infinity Pistol can drop anywhere, but if you want to specifically farm for it, then that's where you go. You go and farm Doc Mercy. So, yes, and my wife, Madam Crumpet, is a bit of a savage. Her name, Madam Crumpet, is inspired by Tiny Tina. She donned that name four years ago when I started streaming, because we were streaming Borderlands. And uh, Madam Crumpet is a bit of a savage. If you like watching a husband get roasted by his wife, um, yeah. It's fun. Uh, Maxeter Boss. Is the loot better if you play in normal mode without instance loot? Uh, They didn't say that, no. No. look, Look, the goal of instance loot is exactly what I was talking about yesterday, okay? If I'm playing by myself and I kill a boss and he drops four weapons, I have that same experience if I play with you. He still drops four weapons. If there's a chest in the room and it has four weapons in it, I still get four weapons. You don't want to have people playing together feeling like they're at a disadvantage. Now, if you're going to play Loot Ninja, they're not going to make the loot better for you. They did not say that, and I highly doubt that they would. Classic mode is just there for people that want to have those fun loot ninja moments with their buddies. Maybe like if you play playing with my wife, maybe you're playing with a spouse and you really want to have those fun, you know, fun arguments about who deserves the weapon. We were arguing yesterday over who should get the purple that fell on the ground. That can be fun, but you don't deserve to get better loot if you go with the classic system. The classic system is just there if that's how you prefer to play. Most people are just going to gravitate towards instance loot. If you do matchmaking, if you're playing with buds, it's just easier, quicker, and far more streamlined to just do instance loot. Uh, Grip Tail. Why is the gun menu tech so ugly? Are they going to fix it before release? I think your question's dumb, dude. <laughs> like, I think it's fine. No, they're not going to fix it to, before release just because you think it's ugly. Like, don't play it, I guess, then. Uh, Dom Dommy. <laughs> the text is fine. I think it looks good. 
What a what an accusatory question. <laughs> I think it's bad. Are they gonna fix that before it launches? No, I think it looks fine. Why would they do that? One guy on the internet says it looks bad. We better change our font choice. Uh, Dom Dami. Does the percentage of guns differ between levels? Uh, then are they the same percent? Yes. So. I don't think a gun's accuracy is going to automatically go up. So if you get a shotgun and I got a shotgun and it says its accuracy is 75%, that stays the same regardless of level. What goes up is damage. Because you're not going to be like, hey, you're a level 10, I'm a level 20, and we got the same gun, but mine reloads super fast and has better has better accuracy. That's not... That's not... Uh, that's not going to happen. That's not the way that it works. The main thing that's going to be changing between levels is just damage output. Now, we don't know if you're getting identical rolls on the weapons or not, but I'm fairly certain you're going to. Next question from Slocus51. Do you think there will be another OP class like Gunzerker? I hope not. I hope not. Uh, Now, I will say this. I will say this. They, uh, they may, they may, um, have some classes that need tweaked, but they said during the presentation, they took a lot of thought and a lot of care to make sure every class played very differently and felt very different. So I think the fact that they all have three skill trees, three action skills, augments, I don't think anybody's going to run away with the show. I don't. So I... I know people get worried about that. I have a I have a bigger concern than class imbalance. I'm concerned that radiation is going to become the new slag because of the way they described it. I'm I don't I hope that you don't get in your second and third playthrough and feel like you need radiation all the time. Uh, crazy trucks. How do you think some of the hardcore Borderlands players will react to the new mechanics in ETC? I I don't see why they wouldn't like it. Hardcore players of Borderlands generally want a couple of things. They want to be able to farm for weapons, and they want to have, like, customizable ways of playing. As far as I can see, they're doing that. The differences in the skill trees, the way you can customize the skill trees. I don't know about farming for weapons, but it seemed like when an enemy died, when a boss died, they dropped a bunch of junk. And I don't know how you reset the boss, but after what happened with the pre-sequel, I highly doubt. I mean, highly doubt they're going to go that route again and not have farmable bosses. I really highly doubt that. By the way, guys, this is a live broadcast. I am live watching a replay here. If you want to submit questions, make sure you're following the stream. Um, uh, it, it, following is free and easy, and you don't miss out on this stuff. Uh, Sir Ched, did you say anything about cross-platform? Oh, did they say anything about cross-platform capabilities? Could I play on PC with my son on PS4? They did not say anything about this. Um... It's possible it's still being debated because the game is listed in the Microsoft Store as having cro- um, co-op crossplay. Um, I I think that I think that co-op crossplay is probably probably going to be initially only between PC and Xbox. If if I had to guess, if I had to put money on it, that would be what I would guess. Is it's only going to be be between PC and Xbox? PlayStation may kind of hold back and say no at first, but if 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 Gearbox can approach PlayStation and say these are our projected sales numbers, Epic's already built the infrastructure for it, just like with Fortnite, you know, I I I, I don't know. I'd be really really surprised if Sony didn't eventually say, okay, sure, we'll do it. Um, 
So I think I think I think it's going to initially be Xbox. Hopefully, it, it's all of them. So beer pie. Uh, hey, how are they going to handle online versus offline saves? Could this be an issue on PC if people can edit files and go back in with modified weapons? Um, I I think they're going to be friendly. I think they're going to be friendly uh, with the modders because they know the modding community is really, really, uh, you know, influential. But I don't know how they're going to treat online versus offline. They may say, if you want to do modding initially, we're not going to have that capability. uh, But in the future, we're going to open that up. Maybe they'll restrict it to offline. I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to be unfriendly to the modders, but you. I think with stuff like that, you kind of have to give it time. You have to give it time. I don't think out of the box, they're going to be like, yeah, go ahead, day one, just go freaking crazy, man. Just mod everything, make overpowered guns. I don't think they're going to do that out of the box. They'll probably try and restrict it. Maybe with the promise that in six months or three months or something, they're going to open up and add mods, because that's always a fun announcement when, like, we're adding modding capabilities, and everybody kind of gets excited. Um, so. Uh, by the way, again, if you're new and you're enjoying this, please click that follow button. Appreciate everybody being here. Very excited to have this many people here. I love doing these segments with you guys, so thanks so much. If this is your first time here, uh, this is something that we really like doing as a community. Uh, Borderlands 2, Grip Tale. Borderlands 2 was the biggest game of the franchise, so why does it feel like they included more Borderlands 1 and pre-sequel stuff in this game? Well, first and foremost, there were people that played Borderlands 2 and said, man, oh man, you really need to bring back some of the things from Borderlands 1 that we love so much. And pre-sequel presence, I'm only seeing that with Cryo. Alligard. You think they will expand on the current characters more instead of making new ones, since they would have to have three skills each? I think they're going to add new characters, but this is a good question because it does make you wonder. We said yesterday it'd be awesome if they did four DLCs and each DLC had a new new playable character. Um, we all we all kind of thought, oh, that'd be cool. Traditionally, they've done two. They did two extra characters with the pre-sequel and then they did two extra characters with Borderlands 2. So, at, the, at a minimum, I think they're going to do two. Um, I would think they're going to do two. And your question's good, though. With how many action skills and skill trees they have, why don't they just invest in the existing characters? I don't know if they would do that, because the three skill trees, the red, the blue, and the green, just makes sense. It just works. All of the equipment that you've been farming for and trying to get up to that point is in line with that. It'd be really weird to suddenly throw in new skill trees and new action skills. So... And you can slam like the pre-sequel, but again, that was an that was an evolution of the combat that you wouldn't want to leave behind. You know, I don't it, just because Borderlands Two was one of the more popular in the franchise doesn't mean that you wouldn't pull over good features from the pre-sequel that felt like you know I actually thought the butt slam was cool. Jake Jam with the next question: Do you know of anything regarding parties rather than lobbies? Farming with friends proved a hassle when having to save and quit. This is a really good question. They didn't say anything about this. My hope would be that they make it so where you just kind of like leave and come back in and the boss is there. I don't know. Save and quit. Save and quit is just... I think save and quit's a bummer. It It's so immersion-breaking... You're, you know, you're back in the menu, then you go back in. And this, and that. I would rather just like not nah, just leave, and, the, and then it resets everything. Something like that, I think, would be much better than the save and quit method. 
Tingo Manius. Hey, uh, when there is lost and found, does that mean you have unlimited inventory space? They didn't say if there was a limit. Like, if you play all day and you're just leaving stuff all over the ground everywhere, you kill a boss, you're like, yeah, lost and found will get it. And there's 20 items on the ground. And you do it again, another boss, another boss, another boss. I don't know if you're going to be able to go back to Sanctuary and just hit that button and it spits out a hundred weapons on the ground. I would anticipate, given that these are on the old consoles, Xbox One and PS4 are old consoles at this point. Um, I would say, I would say not to be too concerned about it being unlimited because you're not going to need it to be unlimited. But I would also say anticipate there being a limit. That just kind of makes sense to me. Ah. Uh, Griptail, so with scaling, does that mean you won't be able to farm lower level areas anymore for loot, meaning they will always be at my level? I don't think so, no. I don't think you I don't think the game always scales to you. When we were talking about the level scaling, it was if somebody comes in and plays, they're not overpowered if they're overleveled. The game is gonna scale to them. But if for whatever reason you're a level 10 and you want to go farm an area with level 8s, you can. The truth is though, farming low-level areas for loot doesn't make sense if you're a level 10 why are you farming level 7 for loot what would be the point of that the gun's going to be weak if you're farming for a legendary maybe if you're doing that like if you're doing you know you're taking part in the the um what's the community event they did where they, you know they're all farming for stuff um the hunt if you're taking part in the hunt i could see you doing that uh but as far as i know the game's not always traveling with you with level you should be able to go back to low level areas uh, Afro Man, do you think that if they have multiple playthroughs, there will be level caps for enemies? I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. I, I Typically, the game just has a, let's say you end the game at 30, and you roll over, and you go into the next game, and you play. It starts at level 30, and just goes from there as if 30 is zero. Does that make sense? Just like when you start the game, you're level one, you're you know you're zero, and everything goes up from there. It just it just typically that's how they structure it. So there's still a sensible pace to your second and third playthrough. Ashen Annihilator. Not sure how best to phrase this, but how do you feel the size of the map for each planet will be? Uh, they say we'll see new planets, so will each planet have a few areas, and in the end, whole playable area be about the size of Borderlands 2? I thought they said this game was like 25% larger than Borderlands 2. Or no, they said there's 25 times more guns or something. Frick, I don't know what they said. I'm, I, don't quote me on either of those things because I can't remember exactly what they said. Someone in chat might know about the size increase between Borderlands 2. I'm fairly certain they have spoken publicly and said with respect to the size difference of the games that this one is larger than Borderlands 2. I I have my doubts that they would take this long to build the game and then make it basically the exact same size as Borderlands 2. Um, next question from AJD. Uh, are you only able to play the new Vault Hunters? Has Gearbox said anything about being able to play more characters launch? Yeah, just the four at launch. I don't think they're going to do any more than that. Dr. Struggle Bus, do you think they'll release an updated version of the new PlayStation Xbox consoles coming out in the next couple of years? Um, an updated version of Borderlands? I have no idea, buddy. I, they, honestly, they, there's no way to know. Um, so. Mega Phoenix says, do you think that the Borderlands world 
would work as an MMO. Um, yeah, but that's not the kind of game that they've built, so MMOs need more than just a ton of places to go and a ton of things to do. You have to create grind paths and grind depth, and my concern would be they haven't really built the game for that. The way the loot and the way you're motivated. MMOs tend to turn into really, really slow grinds, and this has that really fun arcade feel where you're constantly getting dope stuff. MMOs tend to be a bit of a slow burn, and I don't know if this would square as a, as a slow burn. I think people might get annoyed. They want to get dope stuff. They want to get guns, you know? So, I, I'm going to initially just say no. Some games, just it's better for them to stay in their lane. It's better for Diablo to stay in its lane, and Borderlands, like, could maintain and evolve your game within its genre and franchise. So... And thank you again to anybody new tuning in. If you're brand new here, this is live. I'm live right now. We're watching a rebroadcast of the Borderlands stream from yesterday. If you enjoy this type of interactive content, question and answers, back and forth discussions, I do this kind of stuff all the time. I also am playing through Borderlands uh, with my wife. We played through all the games and we want to do it again because we love the series. So be sure to click the follow button if you like what you're seeing. Uh, that's the little heart button. Thank you, Sloppy Flip Trick, with eight months of subs. Love the Q&A sessions. Keep up the good work. Thank you for using your Prime sub here, Sloppy. I appreciate that. Grip tail. How are the cars customization going to work? Do you have to farm parts? I don't know. They showed the menu and it looked like you could change the weapons and it looked like you could change appearance, but I don't know where those things come from. Uh, kill headshot. Are there multiple planets and vaults? Okay, multiple planets, yes. The When you go to other areas, it's all planetary. You're not hanging out on Pandora going to this location and then that location and then, then that location. You're literally going from one planet to another. As far as number of vaults, no clue. It sounded like that we were, we were trying to get to these vaults before the twins. <coughs> Excuse me. But I don't know how they're doing it. If it's multiples or just or just one big one. I think that they did say that there's multiples, though, in the initial story uh, when they talked about it. <clears throat> oh, Pep Pep. Is there anything you're still hoping for that wasn't in the reveal? I No. I, see, here's what I do. And this, this is, uh, is going to make you enjoy stuff a whole lot more. I don't come to games and movies with a lot of demands. I try not to do that. Uh, and when I come to Borderlands, I, I don't have a long list of demands. If there's four dope characters and cool skill trees, and tons of guns, I'm happy. I'm happy. I, uh, I got no problem with that. You know, because that's mainly, right, that's mainly what you're, you're, you're wanting, um, that's mainly what you're wanting to experience. You're wanting to experience this, this loot chase, this customization chase, uh, and it's, it's really, really fun. You know, I don't come at it and say, well, they better do this. If they don't do this with the skill trees or this or that, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't do that. Why don't I do that? You're setting yourself up for disappointment. The odds of your laundry list of requests being in any game that you approach is unlikely. It's just unlikely. Uh, A good example would be, I have really old Borderlands 3 videos where I thought they should do melee abilities. Not melee override. You always have this melee ability. And with the three skill trees, you could have three different versions of the melee ability, and it refreshes, and then you get to punch and do something specific with that punch every so often, the way that you do it in Destiny, okay? So, that's an idea that I suggested. As far as I can see, that's not in the game. They're still doing melee override, but they're not doing specific melees per character, okay? Well, 
I'm fine with that. I'm not gonna be like, oh, see, that's make or break for me, man. I just, I really feel like they should have done that. It's just totally unplayable. I don't like to do that with games. So usually it's a very short list for me. As long as the game is true to its franchise and gives me a loot grind and has dope stuff, I don't really care, right? I hit a wall. I hit a wall in, in Anthem for that reason. Core gameplay, satisfying. Loved it. The combos, the different javelins, right? And then all of a sudden, I hit the wall. Loot grind comes to a screeching halt. I can't get Masterworks to drop. I can't min-max my character. The game's not generous enough. So I stopped playing. Now, I didn't come at Anthem with a laundry list of expectations, so my disappointment arose from, like, a base-level expectation in a loot-based game is getting lots of loot, you know? But I think sometimes people approach games, they're like, look, if they don't have dialogue trees that influence the flow of the narrative, then the story sucks. And then they play the game and they're like, yeah, story was lame. Because they have like that laundry list of expectations that are kind of out of bounds. It's like, you know, I wanted this, I wanted that, I wanted this, I didn't get it. And then they're ticked. And then when they, 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 they kind of approach movies this way too, a lot of the times, you know, they approach movies the same way. They're like, they better do this with the story. They better do that. They better do this. They better do that. Like they had, they have all, they have a laundry list of things that they want, they want done. And it's like, man, oh man, dude, you, you set yourself up for so much disappointment when you do that, you know? Uh, fat too mad says, can you still twink? Can you still switch gear with friends? Although the instant loot system, or do they go to the Diablo style with disable trading? Well, you can drop stuff on the ground. I don't know if when you drop stuff on the ground, your friends see it or not. I don't think they have addressed that. If they've addressed that, I didn't see them address that. Uh, I don't know what the frick you mean. I don't know what you're asking on the front half of this question. That word seems like it's used in other places and is un... Is, oh, is twink duping? Okay. That sounds like a not nice term for some reason, and I don't know why. I recoiled at reading it. I was like, that's seems like a not nice word anyway uh we don't know about duping or trading i don't know if i drop stuff on the ground uh i don't know if it's going to they mentioned trading in sanctuary okay okay well there you go we'll have to wait and see how it works uh techno blaze it seems that streams that they are really pushing shift do you think pc players will still be able to break the system by changing their profile to read only I have no idea, brother. There's no way to know. I don't know how that even works, honestly. Uh, in your basement. No, you're not. Uh, where are Krieg and Gage? I don't know. Not every character has to come back, man. You know? Not every character has to make a return. We'll have to wait and see if they make a return, though. Uh, Kadini. If you play on the shared loot scaling mode, will all the same guns drop for each person, or will you see your own RNG drops? Well, you're putting... You're saying shared loot scaling mode. Oh, wow. That's a really good question. I'm going to assume host determines the drop level then. Right? I'm going to assume that the host determines drop level. If the host is 10 and you're doing loot ninja classic mode, everything's going to drop at 10 then. Because I'm not going to get my own instance loot at my level. I'm going to see your loot because it's your game. So that's another reason why... See, you just potentially with this question you just enumerated another reason why instance loot was needed because if i play right if i play with 
you and I'm 20 and you're 10, we still benefit now because of instance loot. But if you turn off instance loot, I get nothing because it's all dropping according to host. Twink is from WoW, a low-level character made more powerful by higher-level characters, usually through gifts of armor. Oh, no, you won't be able to do that because if I'm playing with you and I... Let's just imagine I can give you... Let's just imagine I can give you my level 20 stuff because I don't want it. You can't use it till you're level 20 anyway. So no, it doesn't make you stronger. It doesn't make you stronger. It's not like I... It's, okay, so that happens in Division. Severely happens in Division. If, if you're at a certain gear score, everything's dropping at your gear score and you don't need it, you can drop it to me and instantly raise my gear score. I just put it all on. You can't do that in this game. Hunted Wolf. Did they address what max level would be? They did not. And what's become after DLCs? Yeah, we don't know. They didn't say anything. Griptail. Is Gigamine meant to be a reference to Megamind? Do we know if they're going to be heavy pop culture references in the game? I don't know the answer to your first question, but heavy pop culture references, that's Borderlands, dude. They love to do pop culture references. 100%. I would not be surprised if you see that everywhere. (laughs) It's something that they love to do. Uh... It's funny. I'm sure there's plenty that, that could be deduced just by watching and, and picking up things. Uh, anime. Will the game have better rarities than legendaries like Pearl and Seraph? They have not said. Uh, they have not said if they're going to do that. So we'll have to wait and see. I wouldn't be surprised if they save that for either DLCs or expansions as a way to kind of pull you away from some of your most prized gear uh, to give you that reason to grind and go into the really hard places. So... Again, guys, man, thank you so much for everybody being here. Really big turnout. If you're new and you've never been here before, I am live right now taking questions from the audience. We do kind of an interactive radio show here. I do play games and do this at the same time, and then when I'm done with the question and answer, I go back full screen with the gameplay. So if you like what you see, you like the interactive radio style, I am family-friendly as well. You can keep me on with the kids around, or you can keep me on with work uh, when you're at work. Uh, be sure to click the follow button. That's a free and easy way to support the stream and not miss out on streams. In the evenings, right now, obviously, it's during the day. I'm streaming Eastern time. It's 2 in the afternoon. I stream during the day every day. Periodically in the evenings, I play through Borderlands with my wife, Madam Crumpet. You don't want to miss that. Uh, so be sure uh, that you're following the stream and follow me on Twitter if you don't want to miss that. A Gearbox representative told IGN that with this loot instancing, everyone playing will receive their own unique stream of loot relevant to their character's level, and players can fight enemies relative to their own level when playing co-op. Well, right, we've already established that, okay? The big question that was just had was, when you turn off loot instancing, what level does the stuff drop at? And I think it's going to default to the host's level, because you can turn off loot instancing if you don't want it. If you want to go back to Loot Ninja, where whoever picks up the loot gets the loot. And I would think that the host would determine level. If you're level 10 and you're hosting, and we're playing in your game and the enemies are level 10, they're going to drop level 10 stuff for you. So that's another reason why turning on instance loot has a huge benefit. It has an enormous benefit if you're playing with your buds and you have different levels. You're all getting rewarded with the drops. So... Now, as far as you're saying their own unique stream of loot, okay, here's, okay, here is my question then, okay, are they identical weapons? Because what we saw in the one scene, it looked like the guns were exactly the same, it's just one was a level 5 and one was a level 25, but they were the exact same guns. Do they have different roles? Are they identical roles? It seems like... And Paul Tassi seemed to indicate, somebody asked him on Twitter, that the guns are identical when they drop. 
So you're getting the same guns I'm getting, but they're just relevant to my level. Um, so, and yeah, crossplay is not confirmed, but the Microsoft Store is showing that it has co-op crossplay, which is a really unique, t- like, feature to put on a game. That's not like an accident. Oh, whoops! Putting co-op crossplay—that's a very intentional and very specific, like, listing of a feature. So, luckless. Liar says, uh, did they address where you would have the ability to reset skill points like you could in the previous editions? I don't think they said where you could respec. I don't. Oh, it's Fran. He's so good looking. Um, yeah, I don't know if they said where you can do that. I don't know, but you can respec. I think we saw it. I think it's this. I think it's the state. Is it the customizing stations? I think, um, Grip says respects in the customizing station again. There you go. There's your answer. I thought I saw it in the customizing station. So where you go do this, the the skins and stuff. Wait, wait, where'd Fran go? I want more Fran. Oh, whatever. Uh, Kadini, if you buy the game from the Epic Games Store, will you not be able to play with people that buy it on Steam? I have no idea because Steam doesn't have crossplay baked into the crust, so Epic does. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't I don't know if if they're going to allow that or not. That's going to be a big big question mark. Uh, because the the Epic what the Epic background does is it interfaces with PlayStation friends lists and Xbox friends lists as long as they're synced with Epic. As long as you do that then you're fine. Um, so uh, do you think overpowered levels will return? Good question. No idea. I kind of hope not. I think that was basically just a uh, attack on to extend the game because they didn't have a way of extending your level without breaking skill trees. So I hope not. I hope they maybe thought about not needing to do that because that kind of marks the end, right? You're kind of like, okay, you're just going to keep doing OP levels. So, Serratics. Uh, do you think the Steam boycotters will end up just caving when they see how dope the game is. Lamau. I think the Steam the, the Steam boycotters, the Epic boycotters, are... Um, thank you, uh, Senior Natata, for three months. Thank you for keeping your Prime sub here. I think it's a lot of... I think it's a lot of sh- fake... fake controversy. People just like to feel cool and review bomb, and the mob makes you feel stronger. Um, I think it's just a lot of posturing. The amount of people that are actually going to boycott Epic are probably not even quantifiable. I truly think that. Rubber meets the road, all your buds are playing, you're not going to freaking sit on the sidelines on some stupid principle. I I, I genuinely don't think that the people that are going to truly cross their arms and pout and not get the epic launcher, I truly think those people are not quantifiable. Um, I don't think they're a quantifiable number. Because... If you want to play a game through Origin, if you want to play a game through the Blizzard launcher or you play, people don't even question it. They just download it and do it. So they're either going to be hypocrites, because if you've ever played a game through you play Blizzard or Origin, then you're just a freaking hypocrite, and your opinion means very little at that point. Or if you're as pure as the driven snow, and you've never, never downloaded another launcher, then I guess good for you. You know? And claiming that the launcher is bad. That is such a bogus and an over 
overexpressed, completely exaggerated reason to not download the Epic Launcher. It's just completely overstated. Plus, by the time Borderlands 3 lands, pretty much every feature that people are requesting is getting added to the Epic Launcher. They've already got a spec and a roadmap for things coming to the Epic Launcher. So, I, if you're going to sit on the sidelines, fine. If that's the way you treat the gaming community, you, you review bomb Borderlands, and you boycott games, and you create all this controversy, then good. Don't freaking play the game. I don't care. Like, I don't... That is just such a toxic and terrible attitude that's been... That's in, that's in the gaming community. You're a minority, and, like... I just hope people like that just slowly drift to the fringes. It just, no one cares about your principle on the Steam launcher versus the Epic launcher. More money, more revenue share for developers, co-op crossplay built into the platform, and you're worried about, I don't know what features you're worried about, but Steam doesn't have co-op crossplay built into the crust. Epic does. That's a bigger and more important feature for Borderlands, so I, I would say checkmate, but... It's kind of a pointless debate. It just really is. It's manufactured controversy. Really, truly is. Uh, Falzor. Having seen some dialogue played out in the gameplay reveal, do you feel the banter is of Borderlands 2 quality or pre-sequel? Um... I don't know. I, 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 it felt Borderlands 2 to me, especially when we were interacting with Claptrap and Lilith. That felt Borderlands 2. The, stream, the, the twins that are like douchey streamers... I, they felt, they felt, I don't know, maybe a little not as good. I, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe they're meant to feel kind of cringy because they're supposed to be douchey streamers. Um, so, I don't know. Epic Launcher is trash. I don't agree with review bombing, but it's horrible. Those features should have come day one. Well, then you're going to have to make the same criticisms of Steam because Steam was a trash pile for a long time and a lot of the other launchers are not that great. Uh, the Origin launcher is really rough and causes all kind of problems with installs when you go to install games. causes all kind of problems. Um, I don't know about the Blizzard launcher. Uplay launcher has always been rough and painful for me to interact with. Very, very, feels very bloated. Doesn't feel very good. Um, so... Go back in time, I guess, and make those demands of Steam. Crucial with a tier 3 resub, 23 months, getting close to 2 years. Thanks for the tier 3, and gifting a sub to Playmaker. Thank you for doing that very, very much. So again, again, I get that people are like, there are missing features. They're going to add a bunch of those features before Borderlands 3 comes out. And I'm telling you right now, baked-in co-op cross-play is one of the single most important features to the history of gaming and the future of gaming. It matters way more than any of your other features that you're talking about. It really is. So, myself and all my friends are going to wait until Steam releases because there's proof of Epic doing seriously shady stuff. No, there's not. That's all been dispelled and proven false. Again, there were articles. The vice president of Epic spoke to that. None of that's true. All that stuff was completely overstated, exaggerated, just like all the other clickbait, manufactured controversy garbage in the industry right now. All that stuff about the Epic launcher has been proven false. But it trends on Reddit, a couple YouTubers make videos, and then everybody believes it. And then they just run with that narrative till the end of time. So, fine. Sit on the sidelines for six months. I'll show you all my loot. Grip tail. I saw a machine that picks up your loot from the ground and puts it in the sanctuary. Can you explain it a bit more? I didn't see a machine. Oh, it's just like a postmaster. If you're like, oh no, my loot fell off the hill. Or, oh no, I didn't get to pick my loot and you fast traveled as frick. Right? 
th th that loot's going to be back there waiting for you, right? The missing features are fair complaints, but missing features on a launcher aren't grounds for a boycott of a game that you claim to love. It's a non sequitur. It's illogical. Well, there's missing features, so I'm going to boycott a game that I love. That's great for 2K and Gearbox. That's awesome for their earnings reports. Good job. Way to stick it to, I guess, nobody. Like, what the frick? Like, <laughs> people are losing sight of the big picture. You just They're losing their way. The features are going to be added before the game comes out. So it, what are you going to say? What are you going to say in September when all those features have been added? What are you going to say? Well, I don't like having multiple launchers in my achievements. My Chivos! My Chivos! Oh, come on! Like, again, if you love the game, you know, I, I guess I guess stand on your principles if it makes you feel like you, you... If you have to do that to be true to yourself, then I guess do it. But Gemini freaking Christmas, they make more money if it's in the launcher. They make more money, and... Their launch date, their initial sales, like, that's good. The higher that is, the better it is for them. Like, I, I just, it's a very, very strong line in the sand over missing features that more than likely will be implemented before September gets here. That's four months from now. Signified, with the newly data mine info from Borderlands 2 4K patch, Rainbow Guns, and Death Fog, do you think the community that has been requesting the BR game mode would settle for it being in Borderlands 2 rather than Borderlands 3. Oh, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know if they want to put a lot of eggs in that basket because you got to create servers. You got to do quality of life updates and balancing. That is no, there's, there's no way that's on their radar right now unless another team is working on it that ain't Gearbox because they're going to have, they got a big, big, giant project they're going to try to land and finish and maintain and deliver on beyond September. And I highly doubt a Borderlands 2 BR is in the cards. And if it is, somebody else is working on it because there ain't no way Gearbox is even thinking about that right now. Arkham uh says does this follow from the previous borderlands games no yeah it follows same same story same universe a lot of the same characters yep redline boy are we going to have uh ps4 xbox crossplay we have no idea right now it's being advertised in the xbox marketplace as having crossplay co-op but we don't know if that's going to extend to playstation Dushan, are there any characters you're hoping in the game from past games that haven't been in the trailers or the gameplay? Uh, we haven't seen Torg. Would really love to see Torg. Really happy to see Tannis and Tiny Tina. I love both of them. I think Tannis is always brilliantly voice acted and written. She has some of the best lore establishing dialogue in Borderlands 1 and some of the creepiest, more macabre, dark style humor in Borderlands 1. She's brilliant. Without Tannis, you don't really have a good story establishing element in Borderlands 1 at all. If you don't have Tannis, um, they showed Tannis in, in where you would expect to see Dr. Zed. We ran into Tannis. She like climbed out of a gross animal or something. Um, so we saw Tiny Tina. We saw Tannis. So yeah, I would love to see Torg. I don't really care about Vault Hunters. Like, if people want to see Krieg engage in Athena, great. I don't, I don't necessarily care too much about that. Uh, I'm I'm having a hard time remembering every single person up to this point that might be missing. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see. 
I'm happy with everything I've seen. Thrilled that they're, you know, keeping a lot of the characters around. Only disappointment I've had with the characters returning is I feel like a lot of them don't look quite right. Lilith looks fine, but the footage that we saw of Brick and Mordecai, they look like completely different characters. I don't know what's going on there. Um, genuinely, um, you know... So I, I don't I don't that's that was kind of my only it, I don't have a lot of disappointment at all with anything we've seen but those that that footage that we saw I was kind of like oh they don't look that good so we'll have to kind of like wait and see so they're hitting the years yeah I mean I guess you could say they're getting old I guess you could say they're getting old so if you guys are here right now live this is a live broadcast this is something that I do if you've enjoyed this segment this questions be sure to click the follow button that is the heart button uh, that supports the channel make sure you don't miss streams I do streams in the evening with my wife we do these Q&A and discussions on the regular we're going to do a bunch of these leading all the way up to the launch to get you guys excited hyped to cover the game so make sure you're clicking that follow button thank you so much for being here um, I'm going to take this question here before wrapping uh, on the Q&A session. What are your thoughts on the Echo Cast extension? Gimmick, revolutionary, somewhat in the middle. Well, it's not revolutionary. It's just smart. It's something that's been done before. Um, Destiny did it with, you know, just being able to check people's loadouts. But it is smart. The, you know, doing the whole thing where there can be live events where people can earn loot along with a streamer is absolutely brilliant. Um... I hope it's free. I hope it's available to everybody. I hope they don't do like, hey, we're doing a live event this weekend. Come earn loot by watching these select streamers. If they do that, I'm going to be one of the leading people speaking out against that. Uh, That's just a form of directory manipulation that I think game developers should stay out of. I don't think you should do that. I don't think they should use their money and resources to manipulate, you know, directory viewership. It's one thing to do early access or primo primo spots on an event or something like that that's different you start messing with twitch directories and viewership then i have a real problem with that i don't think that's healthy for the directory i think that creates a lot of frustration and anger um and if you're going to promote the echo cast as watch your favorite streamers and earn loot then you should let them watch their favorite streamers and earn loot because if your favorite person to watch gets 10 viewers but he doesn't make the cut and he doesn't get he doesn't get you know he doesn't get on the list then the only way for you to earn the loot and take part is yet that you're being almost forced to watch somebody else that's a terrible terrible vibe i hope they don't do it i don't think they're going to do that from the way they've marketed it they've continued to say watch your favorite streamers and earn loot it would be really really a bad look to be like watch your favorite streamers and earn loot and here are the 10 people that you can choose from like that would not be a good decision and i really hope they don't do that i will i will i'll speak pretty strongly against that if they decide to do it that way i think warframe tried to do that and it didn't go very well and then they opened it up for everybody because warframe did something similar i will say they've made good decisions about this goth did tweet that you will not be able to be afk so it's not going to create this total bloated inflated viewership where people are getting loot and not participating you have to be watching and participating to get and claim the loot um so that's good too i'm glad that they're not letting people just afk lurk and get tons of you know tons of super you know tons of super good loot you want to make sure people are actually there contributing and taking part in the stream um do you think the echo castle encourage people to low cur- uh low just lurk and low view count channels to get better chances at loot oh i don't know about that yeah i mean i guess if there's less viewers you have more chances um 
maybe that's a really, really good reason why it should be available to everybody, because you could be like, you know what? I don't really want to hang out in the really big streams, because my chances are diminished. I'm going to go hang out in the smaller streams. That's a really good point. I didn't even consider that. That's pretty cool. Now, they could do something that's related to viewership, like every... Maybe every 500, maybe every 100 viewers or something, every 500 viewers or something, it pulls more people. Does that make sense? So if you're watching Baru and he's got 10,000 viewers, there should be more winners than just one, maybe? Um, I don't know. We'll have to think about how they think through that, because that is something to consider. You wouldn't want to feel like you're at a disadvantage supporting your... If you love watching Baru... You wouldn't want to feel like, well, sorry, Baru, it's a live event, and I have a better chance to win if I watch somebody else. I mean, that'd be kind of a sour point for the big guys, because they would be pulling big numbers and having people feeling like they need to leave if they want to win stuff. So maybe they'll have to think about a ratio of every so many hundreds of viewers is a winner, so you don't feel like you're at a massive disadvantage in a big channel. Um, so we'll see how they do it. That's actually really good feedback. Maybe we should make sure and include that in the conversation when it comes up. I might do an entire talk about the echo cast extension. Um, higher noon Viper. What do you think the best way to communicate with the devs regarding possible features, Twitter and our other, uh, Twitter's really good. Uh, the community managers have been very responsive to people on Twitter. So make sure and follow anybody who's a community manager for gearbox or 2k. Um, and they, I'm pretty sure the gearbox borderlands forums have always been a wonderful place. Reddit as well. Those are all great places to provide your feedback. So I'm going to cut the Q and a here, but I'm going to keep streaming. So if you're here live, click the follow button, keep hanging out. We're going to keep having a good time discussing, but (coughs) excuse me. Sorry. I'm going to end this. For the people that go and listen later to the audio-only versions of the video versions, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe.